education and in gifts and in so many intangible ways over these last few years. Uh, many spouses that have helped as uh, their graduate has uh, worked their way through and sacrificed to complete the requirements that are uh, recognized today. And Lord, so many others, pastors and youth pastors and teachers that have uh, poured into these young men and women. And now we stand here today for a commencement, the beginning, the beginning of the next phase of their lives as you will use them for, as champions for you. And Lord, I pray that as we see the fulfillment in some ways of our mission today, the completion of the task that we have undertaken in their lives, that Lord, this would be the commencement of your work in their lives in this new way, that you will continue to, to open doors and that you will continue to bless them as uh, I know is your will. And Lord, through the ups and downs, the difficulties and challenges, that they will always remember what they have learned here, the foundation that has been established. And Lord, we'll give you the glory for that, for that is what we ask in all that we say and do, not just today, but every day. For it's in Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. We do have uh, some special guests here today, and I should honor our Board of Trustees members who are in attendance, Dr. David Anderson, Dr. Mark, Mark Poorman, Dr. Michael Stoltenberg, Dr. Bob Loggins, Mr. Randall Gillespie, and Pastor Chad Priggy. Would you join me in thanking these men for their contributions to the Maranatha program? This is a wonder, wonderful day of celebration, and I know that uh, uh, we have many things to look forward to today, and I'll not speak long as we get things underway, uh, but just to tell you how, how proud of you that we are. We love you, and we are, we are uh, very much uh, upset that you are now leaving us, you know. I, I say every do they have to leave, you know, and, and some of them stay, and those are our favorites, all right, and I, don't make, I make no uh, apology for saying that today, but uh, I, I can tell you that those seated here on the platform uh, have poured their lives. You are our life's work, and we have dedicated everything that we have and everything that we are to helping to, to train you and prepare you for the challenges. We're not perfect. We do many things uh, that we wish we could do better. As I say, we have many opportunities for improvement along the way. But uh, just know that we have done our very, very best to, to build into you, and we are so very thankful that God has led you to us. And so today, this is a celebration, and we are absolutely excited for everything that God has done in your lives. Let's, uh, uh, at this time, I believe Dr. Saxon will come and read our scripture for this morning. Our scripture reading this morning is from the epistle of Jude. We'll begin at verse 17. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some, have compassion, making a difference. And others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him, 
that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen.
That beautiful song is one of 16, I believe, that are on the new CD that has been released, and that is available in the lobby directly after the program today, and you will want to pick up six or seven, maybe ten of those. Uh, Mother's Day is right around the corner, Father's Day, uh, Christmas is just coming up, uh, just before you know it. And so you will, you will want to fill your home with that kind of excellent good music. It's fully orchestrated. I, I have it on auto-repeat in my car. And my only regret that I have a short commute to the campus. <laughs> uh, we're going to take an offering today, and this is an opportunity to uh, show some appreciation for uh, what's uh, going on here at the university. As we graduate this class, we look forward to many that wait in the wings, and uh, they will compete in this very gymnasium for which the offering is going to uh, support today the, the uh, demolition of the current gym floor that you are sitting on. You're probably wondering why we're allowing you to do that with no uh, covering or anything to protect the finish. And we have uh, meticulously cared for this floor since 1974, all right? And so it has held up well. As far as we know, it is the only floor of its kind still in active use. And there's a reason for that, all right? <laughs> And so we are going to uh, de demolish the current floor and put in a new one. And that is not an insignificant expense. It's going to be about $350,000 uh, to do that project. We've already begun on it. That's where the bleachers have been removed. And you may have wondered, it looked a little bigger in here today since the last time you were here. And that's why. And so we are looking forward to that project starting literally tomorrow. And so if you would like and uh, feel led to give towards that, we would appreciate it so very, very much. Let's go to the Lord in prayer for the offering. Father, we do thank you for the ongoing work here at Maranatha, for your good hand of blessing for many over the years that have come alongside and partnered with us in this great work. We know that this ministry cannot be sustained by tuition dollars alone, and we do not wish to be dependent upon the federal government or handouts from uh, the government uh, in order to operate. Uh, we want to be free and independent to follow your word and your will. And Lord, I pray that you would... Uh, use this uh, offering to uh, continue to further what's going on here in the program and the overall uh, operation of the campus. And I'm so thankful for each and every one that is here today. I pray that you bless this offering and each one that gives in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. 
our privilege at Maranatha to be able to hear music like that on a very regular basis. Uh, two of the finest ladies on campus right there. Not only are they great musicians, but uh, they're great Christians, and we appreciate uh, their testimony. Well, we're going to be looking at Deuteronomy chapter 8, a few verses there. And if you have access to the Word of God electronically or any other way, I'd invite you to turn there. Dr. Saxon read from the book of Jude, and I believe the first word he read was remember. Uh, remember the word of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so uh, we're going to be looking at that word today, remember, and putting it in context. But before I get into the message today, uh, you may have noticed, and uh, I don't know how you could have missed it if you were watching, uh, that Dr. Davis and I walked in side by side today, and uh, we're both wearing medallions. You know, we call them the bling. Now we got the blings, okay? So the Board of Trustees, by my recommendation, early or late last year and early this year, the transition took place. Uh, I ceased being the CEO of Maranatha Baptist University, and now I'm the president. I'm not really sure what that means. I just know that instead of Dr. Davis working for me, I work for him, all right? That's what all they told me. And, and I'm being a little bit uh, facetious about that. Back uh, more than 10 years ago, uh, I had my eye on a very talented young man uh, that was passionate about ministry and passionate about Maranatha, and he was already here serving at Maranatha. Uh, Dr. Brock, back in those days, the vice president of academic affairs, had his eye on him uh, for one or more positions, and, and I said very literally, I looked at him and I said, keep your hands off of him. I mean, I'm the president, I could say that, even though he's six foot eight, all right? And, uh, and so, uh, as it turned out, uh, I was able to make the transition that I had in mind uh, more swiftly than I had anticipated, and uh, Dr. Davis became uh, the executive vice president of Maranatha Baptist Bible College then, and, and he certainly was a key in the transition to Maranatha Baptist University. Uh, this is unplanned, and he didn't know I was going to say all this, um, but I felt it needed to be said, and so we're very clear. I'm not retiring, all right? Uh, I have a medical condition, and I'm challenged with that, and, uh, and yet I'm going to continue to serve uh, as long as the Lord will enable me to serve. And uh, we have so organized Maranatha that I will continue to lead what we might call, quote, the spiritual di dimension and the PR type of things and all that. And uh, behind the scenes, I'll be doing much, but teaching as well when I can. Uh, so I'm not leaving. Uh, there's been rumors that uh, people have asked me outright, several people, uh, are you retiring? And, uh, and the answer to that, again, is no. Uh, but we are serving together. We've always been serving together, and uh, we work very well together. His mind is my mind, and I find now my mind is his mind on just about everything, all right? And so let's go to the Word of God, Deuteronomy chapter 8. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And this basically is the text. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and to know what is in thine heart, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee 
and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna that thou, that thou knowest not, which knowest not, which thy fathers... Uh, uh, and so, uh, Can we start this all over again? <laughs> Dr. Davis, would you like to... Oh, no, we won't do that. Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man doth not live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man live. Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. So today the message, as I've already said, is about remembering. It calls us to remember as we look at this passage, and we are called to remember repeatedly Old Testament and New Testament. Maranatha is called the Miracle School. In May of 1968, Mrs. Elaine Sin called Dr. and Thelma Cedarholm to tell them that Sacred Heart Military Academy on Main Street in Watertown was available, and it had been on the market since November of 67. Old Main, as it's called, was 70 years old in 1968. It was a beautifully landscaped 62-acre property with buildings ready for educational use. The Cedar Homes really had no intention of looking at the property, even after the call. Uh, in fact, the price was $225,000, which was a fortune back in those days when many people were working for three dollars to $5,000 uh, for an annual salary. So Dr. Cedar Home didn't see his way forward. But he received an invitation to preach in Anderson, Indiana, the next Sunday, which was Mother's Day. And they'd be traveling from Minnesota on I-94, and they would pass right near Watertown. So they thought they ought to at least see the location. The first sight of the campus brought a sense of God's leading. It had everything that was needed for a college. All the financial matters concerning the price and sale of the property rested with a provincial general whose offices were in South Bend, Indiana. So they decided to visit the man while in Indiana, and expressed their interest in the property. The Brothers of the Sacred Heart had spent $250,000 in recent years just to update Old Main. They constructed a new stairwell on the north side of Old Main in 1968. We use that today. They refurbished the chapel, which is now our Burkhart Hall. And the stained glass windows in Burkhardt Hall, understand the economy of the day, were $5,000 each uh, when they put them in at that time. Returning to Watertown on May 14th, an appointment was made with one of the banks to see the possibility of securing a loan. The meeting took place the week of May the 20th. But when the bankers learned that they were not underwritten by denomination and they were simply independent, fundamental, separate, as Dr. Cedarholm called it, Baptists, the bank board lost interest and dismissed the meeting. However, on Tuesday, May 21, the Cedarholms were surprised with a telephone call from the bank informing them that they were being granted a $70,000 loan to be used as a down payment. That evening, uh, one of the men started rethinking it. They got together and changed their mind. This was the direct answer to prayer. But God had a better plan. When Dr. Cedarum contacted the provincial general with the good news, he offered, offered him something even better than that. 
The brothers had a meeting as well, and they concluded, quote, since you don't have any money, we won't require a down payment. Furthermore, we're reducing the price to $150,000. And furthermore, we will carry the note for 5% for 10 years with no interest charge or payments the first year of occupancy. Now, there were only 60 days before the opening of classes, and how could everything possibly be accomplished in such a short time to begin a college? They needed faculty and students and furnishings and a library. They were all pressing needs, as well as dormitories and classrooms and textbooks. They had no advertising. In fact, the very first ad for Maranatha was placed in a Christian publication on September 18th, two weeks after school began. Nevertheless, 54 teachers applied during the summer. Ultimately, 27 teachers comprised the first faculty. And two of these, Dr. Ed Burkhart and his wife Dorothy, after visiting Watertown, prospective faculty wrote this, quote, Brother Cedarholm, we feel strongly moved to come to join you in this venture of faith. I'm sorry. The first student body was comprised of at least 173 students by year's end, 211, with 13 students graduating the first year. Dr. Cedarholm often told the story of moving into his office and sitting on an old orange crate with his elbows resting on his knees and his hands on his face. He said, oh God, what have I done? Thelma reportedly saw his concern and expressed her own concern. Myron, you better not die and leave me with all of this. <laughs> Time would fail to tell us and to recount the many provi providential provisions during the next two months, providing items like chairs and dishes and lawnmowers and food and books for the library. Now, these verses refer to the experience of the Israelites as they wandered in the wilderness. The unfaithful generation had died, and their children were preparing to enter the promised land just before his death. Moses spoke to the group, reminding them what the Lord had done and exhorting them to remain faithful to the cause. These particular Israelites had not seen the miracles of the Lord in Egypt, nor had they been there for the parting of the Red Sea. This group had, however, seen the Lord's leadership and provision during the previous 40 years in the wilderness, and they needed to remember the past in order to prepare for the future. And so today, I'm exhorting you, graduates and all, to remember that Maranatha is still the miracle school. God has been working here since 1968 to produce leaders who will serve to the praise of his glory. Though few of us have experienced the early days, I'm exhorting you to remember. Remember what you have been taught and what has been modeled before you by the Maranatha faculty and staff. Remember and obey what you've learned from God's word and from godly examples that you found here. You know, it's easy to become comfortable in this world and to lose the focus of the gospel and to forget the ministry demands of the gospel. Deuteronomy 6.12, we're warned, then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. 
And in this same chapter that we are reading, Deuteronomy 8, verses 11 to 14, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, and in keeping his commandments. And in verse 14, And that thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And coupled between those two warnings, not to forget, we find the occasion. What would cause anyone to forget the great working of God in their lives and in their ministries? Lest when thou hast eaten and are full, and hast built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up. Prosperity, success, getting involved in the common things of life will cause us, if we're not careful, to forget the things of God and not remember the Lord. Sam G., that was his name, stopped for gas in Montgomery, Alabama, and then he drove five hours before he discovered that he had left his wife in the gas station. She had awakened in the back seat. She got out quietly, went into the washroom while he was filling the tank. And so he got back in and took off. I don't think he ever did that again. All right. It's often quipped, we often forget what we ought to remember and remember what we ought to forget. We're prone to forget the spiritual things and to remember the carnal things. And so we must be constantly exhorted to remember the obvious, to remember our Lord. The book of Deuteronomy has the key word remember 16 times. And the word forget nine times as God warns Israel of his commands. And so as Moses has exhorted Israel, may I exhort you today to remember your bondage and redemption. Deuteronomy 5.15 says, Remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt, and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence through a mighty hand and a stretched out arm. Graduates, remember what you were. Servants, slaves to sin, without Christ and without God. God, by his grace, through faith in his Son, has redeemed you. Remember what you are. You're redeemed. You belong to him. Chapter 15, verse 15, And thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt, and the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Therefore I command thee this thing today. We owe our allegiance to him because we belong to him. He has redeemed us. We're among the redeemed. There's a particular day of redemption, of salvation, in Deuteronomy 16.3, that thou mayest remember the day when thou, when thou camest forth out of the land of Egypt all the days of thy life. Remember the day. Young people, you might not have the day on the calendar, but you ought to remember that you belong to him. You ought to remember that you were once lost and now you are saved, that you were once a slave to sin and now you're free in the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're free not to do your own will, but you're free now to do the will of your heavenly Father. Remember your bondage and redemption. Secondly, remember that the Christian life must be lived in God's power, not our own power. Deuteronomy 7.18 alludes to that. Remember what the Lord thy God did unto Pharaoh and to all Egypt. They didn't do it. God did it. They simply followed the path that God wanted them to follow. 
And God then did the great work by his great power. We've been saved and we've been empowered to live. We're walking in newness of life. We've been enabled to do that, Romans 6 and verse 4. And so if we're going to be successful in the work of God, we've got to do the work of God and the power of God. I can do all things through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, which strengtheneth me, not in and of myself. Young people, when you get out into the ministry, some of you are already there, but remember that victory in the Christian life comes in stages, little by little. Deuteronomy 7.22, and the Lord thy God will put out those nations before thee, little and little, that thou mayest not consume them at once, lest the beast of the field increase upon thee. You know, success can be very dangerous. Uh, being promoted too quickly can be very dangerous. Uh, that's why a novice is not to be put into the office of a pastor. He needs to be tried first and proven first. He needs to have the experience first, little by little. Here, it says if you conquered all that land, you wouldn't be able to control it. The beasts of the field would come and rise up, and you'd be in trouble for sure. God doesn't take the seed of a Christian and make him a strong oak overnight. You may know his power and the leading of the Holy Spirit, but also remember there's no sinless perfection. We believe in progressive sanctification. You grow in Christ little by little. And yes, experience does make a difference because God teaches us in the wilderness. He humbles us to know his way, and he tells us that we not to live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord. And so God enables us through difficulties, through experiences, to grow in him and to make proper applications of the word of God uh, to our individual lives. There's certain things you got to know before you can know other things. I'm not a math teacher, to be sure, but I know this. Adding and subtracting come before multiplication and division. If you can't add or subtract, you're not going to multiply and divide very well. My dad knew the value of multiplication tables, and uh, he wasn't the great scholar, but he made me a little chart, and he made sure that I could do all the multiplication tables by memory. You know, we didn't have calculators. You know, the calculator was right here, and you had to be able to do that. You have to do that before you can advance in the cause. Now, wait a minute. You have to understand multiplication and division before you're going to be successful in algebra and geometry, and you must know those before you can be successful to know calculus. And so, a little by little, the stage is set, and you need to build and grow in your life. You're able to understand more of the ways of God and understand God himself more. Number three. It's always good to say three and last, okay? Remember God's supernatural leading and provision. It's right in our text, verse 2. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee and so forth. God led them in verse 2. Even in the wilderness, God's leading hand may be seen. They learned much in the wilderness about the character of God. They saw his mighty power. They observed his faithfulness. They received his law. They failed him many times, and they failed when they looked to themselves and they looked to their circumstances. Grad, keep looking up. Keep looking up to God, no matter how difficult uh, life may get. 
In verse 3, it says that he may make thee know. That's in the midst of difficulty. If we obey him, we'll be blessed. We'll walk with confidence in life. We'll be able to look up in all circumstances. And so graduate obeying will bring blessing, and disobeying will be a grief. It'll bring that to your life. That's a universal principle because we live under the eye of God. God led them and God also fed them. Verse 3, And he humbled thee and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna. Later in verse 4, it says, Thy raiment waxed not old upon thee. My wife and I, we can't prove it, but we know that in our early days of ministry and church planting and otherwise, uh, God supplied our needs abundantly and sometimes unexpectedly. And you know what? Uh, things didn't go wrong. I don't think things broke and probably my shoes didn't wear out. Can I prove any of that? No, but I believe God was taking care of us and God will take care of you. Whatever little we've invested in his work, he's repaid it abundantly. He's the one that gives power to get wealth. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 8.18, it says to remember that. The blind hymn writer Fanny Crosby, after experiencing the timely provision of God in her own life, wrote the song based upon this text, Deuteronomy chapter 8. All the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside if we have his presence what should we ask beside isn't that everything it should be everything besides your quality education some of you have some great talent you may be a ten talent servant but I'm here to tell you if you violate God's principles in order to advance in order to make money you're doing God a disservice and you're heading for great misery in life, God can take it all away. God is the one that will make your life fulfilling. He'll give you the one, it's the one that gives you a purpose in what you do. And without him, life is meaningless. We've gotten, I wasn't going to mention this today, but we've gotten a great visual, a great illustration of that. When one of the richest men in the world has a marriage break, and finding out that the marriage was hollow from the beginning, what good does it do to have all the wealth of the world and not have a good marriage? That's, that's a very valuable thing. Very valuable. I'm a rich man today. Rich man in marriage and rich man in children and grandchildren. And uh, it doesn't matter how much money because... Money can't buy any of that. Live for God. Live for him. Walk with him in all that you do. The miracle beginning of Maranatha is thrilling. It's a challenging story of faith. But the miracle of Maranatha lives on in her current students and graduates, as well as the faculty and staff and administration who served them. And it would be impossible to tell, tell the many stories of the graduates who dot the globe today serving Jesus Christ to the praise of his glory. It'd be impossible to tell the story of 1,500 approximately students that have taken one or more classes at Maranatha with the prospect of getting a Christ-centered education to serve to the glory of God. 
Today, these graduates and our current students join men and women from every state and province of Canada and dozens of countries who have enrolled in this institution over the last 53 years, preparing for a life of ministry. Maranatha alumni are scattered across the globe, serving as pastors and missionaries, church planters and teachers at every level, from preschool to graduate school. They serve as nurses, doctors, dentists, physician assistants. They are lawyers, government workers, lobbyists, coaches, elected officials. They are business owners, managers, accountants, coaches, I said that, administrators, investment and consultants, real estate agents, musicians. Some work in law enforcement from local police officers here in Watertown to FBI agents, and others serve as military career personnel as combat officers and chaplains. There are research engineers, insurance agents, secretaries, and homeschool educators. And most importantly, a very high percentage of our graduates are fulfilling the mission of being leaders in the local church and the world to the praise of his glory. No matter what your path in life, you can begin training for that path in Watertown, Wisconsin, at Maranatha Baptist University. In my very first ministry, when we had less than a dozen people coming to church in a church plant, uh, there was a, a dear lady who gravitated to our ministry by the name of Jean. Jean Wall is with the Lord today, no doubt, but Jean, La Jean Wall, by her own admission, had one great character flaw. And that was, she liked to talk and talk and talk. She would call up pastor, and not that I ever did this, but I knew that I could, if I wanted to, I could set the phone down, I could come back in five or ten minutes and say, okay, don't say okay, say, I got it, don't say, you don't know what to say, that's the problem, you know what she said. But she wouldn't have missed a beat, she just kept right on talking. And so knowing that I-40 and I-75 converge in Knoxville, Jean Wall and her friend traveled several, several hours on I-40 toward Nashville when she was supposed to be on her way with the woman to a meeting in Chattanooga on I-75. And when she realized it, it was too late for her meeting. She had traveled too long on the wrong road. I'm closing this challenge today with this word to all of us. Remember Jesus Christ, who's of the seed of David, raised from the dead according to the gospel that Paul preached. Remember Jesus Christ. Remember what he did. He died in Calvary's cross. He's the Son of God, the perfect Lamb of God, without blemish, without spot. He gave himself there, shedding his blood at Calvary to be your substitute. He died in your place for your sin, not his own. And he was able to die for the sins of the whole world because he was God and he's infinite. Remember Jesus Christ. You're on a road today. You're either on the broad road that leads to destruction, and that's the road without Jesus Christ, or you're on the narrow road that leads to life everlasting, and that's the road that Jesus is on he is the road, and he wants to take you with him to heaven. Remember, remember the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't travel too long 
on the wrong road until it's too late to turn around and get on the right road. Trust him today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Burn it into our hearts, I pray. May the Spirit of God use it in the days ahead for the graduates as well as all listeners today, including myself. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. As we proceed in the service, I'd like to introduce Dr. William Licht, our Vice President of Academic Affairs. At this time, I would like to present the following graduates who have achieved excellence in scholarship. Well, the graduates who've earned associate degrees with honors, GPA 3.5 through 4.0, please stand. Graduates who earned cum laude, honor cord, GPA 3.5 through 3.74, please stand. graduates who earned the magna cum laude honor cord, GPA 3.75 through 3.90. Please stand. Graduates who earned the summa cum laude honor cord, GPA 3.91 through 4.0. Please stand. Two graduates have tied for the highest grade point average for this year's graduating class and are wearing medallions signifying that honor. Will the graduates and their par parents please stand as their names are read? Joshua Bunger earned a 4.0 grade point average as a pastoral studies major. And Ryan Post earned a 4.0 grade point average as a humanities major. At this time, we would like to recognize excellent excellence for selected graduates who have demonstrated exceptional achievement 
and leadership in their fields of study. These graduates received their awards during last night's service, and their achievement will be permanently documented on their academic transcripts. Will the graduates and their parents or spouse please stand as their names are read? Please hold your applause until the entire list of names have been read. The outstanding Maranatha Baptist Bible Institute student is Amber Brungard. The outstanding Bible student is Joshua Bunger. The outstanding science student is Ashley Toberman. The outstanding humanity student is Samantha Nukeson. The outstanding senior musician is Lorraine Yant. The School of Business Student Achievement Award recipient is Kyle Nanke. The outstanding future teacher is Sarah Milam. The Florence Nightingale Best Bedside Nurse Award recipient is Kevin Burns. The outstanding online student is Susanna Chediak. The outstanding seminary student in theology is Matthew Zajak. this time, I'd like to recognize Dr. Tracy Foster, Dean of the School of Business. We have three ROTC graduates this academic year. Two Maranatha Army ROTC cadets are members of the Badger Battalion. The Badger Battalion consists of cadets from the University of Wisconsin-Madison and Whitewater, Edgewood College, Maranatha Baptist University. Jonathan Chauvin graduated in December and was commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army Military Police. Victoria Graham will be commissioned in a ceremony this afternoon at 3 o'clock in Burkhart Hall as a second lieutenant in the Army National Guard, Adjutant General. One cadet, member of the Air Force ROTC Detachment 925, graduates this spring. Jack Rizma will be commissioned in a ceremony this afternoon in the 115th Fighter Wing in Madison as a second lieutenant in the Air Force Nuclear Missile Operations. <laughs> At this time, I'd like to recognize Dr. Marty Marriott, President of Mar Mar Maranatha Baptist University. All right. We have several awards we would like to give at this time. The first two are the Founders Awards. We actually call them the Cedarholm Awards, the Thelma Cedarholm Award and the Myron Cedarholm Award. Uh, these awards go to the male and female students who most effectively exemplify the purpose and spirit of Maranatha Baptist University. These students must show a firm commitment and desire to be involved in the Lord's work they must have demonstrated a servant's heart and have shown dedicated service to the local church over the course of their years in college. I would ask that the recipients come to the platform when their names are called 
and that their parents or spouse also stand. It's my privilege to present the 2021 Thelma Melford Cedar Home Founders Award to Emily Kinstead. It's my privilege to present the 2021 B. Myron Cedar Home Founders Award to James Gwynn. There's an award that we consider to be the highest award at Maranatha Baptist University. This is the student who, through demonstration of academic ability and diligence, skill in handling the word of God, and a desire to be used as a minister of the gospel, best exemplifies qualities of fitness to the gospel ministry. We ask that the recipient come to the platform as his name is read, and that his parents please stand as well. It's my privilege to present the President's Award of 2021 to Caleb Huffmaker. Just a little addition to that story. I, I saw his parents, and he came and joined them as we were talking. And I said, "Okay, you got two days. You think you can behave yourself long enough to graduate?" And uh, he did. Okay. <laughs> At this time, I'd like to recognize Dr. William Licht. The dignity of Maranatha's commencement exercises are maintained by eliminating distractions, such as cell phones, and by refraining from clapping, vocalizing, or using noisemakers while students receive individual diplomas. Such sound, sounds block the name of the next graduate. Opportunity will be given for group recognition at the conclusion of each academic unit. Please maintain the dignity of the service as we honor the graduates and our Lord. At this time, I'd like to recognize Dr. Milton Jones, Maranatha Baptist Bible Institute Program Coordinator.
Today we have the privilege of honoring the first graduating class of the Maranatha Baptist Bible Institute. These students have completed all the requirements and been approved to receive a two-year certificate in, the Bi in Bible from the Maranatha Baptist Bible Institute. Will the candidates please rise? Please refrain from applause until all the candidates are introduced. Upon the recommendation of the faculty and the authority vested in the Board of Trustees by the State of Wisconsin, I present these candidates the Bible and Church Ministries Certificate. Nathaniel McDonald. At this time, I would like to present these candidates who have completed all the requirements and have been approved to receive associate degrees. Will the candidates please rise? Please refrain from applause until all graduates are introduced. Upon the recommendation of the faculty and the authority vested in the Board of Trustees by the State of Wisconsin, I present these candidates associate degrees. Maya Reed. Benjamin Mason. Heidi Cooper. Kirsten Johnson. Mackenzie Nicholson. Regina Anderson. Hannah Hecker. Ethan Miller. Hannah Fisher. Lydia LaRue. Courtney Griffiths. Allison Butler. <laughs> now
Next, the candidates will be introduced who have completed all the requirements and have been approved to receive the degree of Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Business Administration, or Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Upon the recommendation of the faculty and by virtue of the authority vested in the Board of Trustees by the State of Wisconsin, I present these candidates the degree of Bachelor of Science, Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Business Administration, or Bachelor of Science in Nursing. Will the candidates for Bachelor of Arts or Bachelor of Science in the College of Bible and Church Ministries please rise. Rachel Archibald Smith. Nathaniel Croswell. Daniel Borton. Stephen Wilkerson. This is a guy I've looked up to for four years. <laughs> uh, he is receiving an award today just simply by being the 2,000th graduate since I became president of Maranatha. Mrs. M and I have given him a monetary gift, which he doesn't deserve, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we, we have enjoyed our time, and I want to say, when I, we marked down, we had to count off how many students, when we got to his name, I said, that'll work. I like that guy. Timothy Kinsler. Tyler Juvenal. Joshua Bunger. Jefferson Rupert. Josiah Lang. Benjamin Worsham. Caleb Huthmaker. Josiah Dennis. Stephen Wagner. Joel Smith. Alex Boyle.
Will the candidates for Bachelor of Science in the Department of Applied Science please rise? Jack Rizma. Holly Schultz. <laughs> Ashley Toberman. Laura Higgins. Will the candidates for a Bachelor of Science or Bachelor of Arts in the Department of Humanities please rise. Please refrain from applause until all graduates are introduced. Samantha Newson. Seth Caperi, Ryan Post, Paul Bear, Aaron Mays, Ashley Narrett. Julia Wall, Kelsey Olson, McKenna Massey, Faith Christensen, Taylor Tome. Sierra Barta, Hope Ostrander, candidates for Bachelor of Arts in the Department of Music please rise.
Julia Bakarik. Micah Gillespie. Emily Kinstead. Charity Talosig. Lorraine Yant. Will the candidates for Bachelor of Business Administration or Bachelor of Science in the School of Business please rise. Jeremy Zobel. Isaac McKee. Taylor Ball. Ezekiel Sturwall. Stephen Rohr. Rose Davidson. Catherine Martin. Emily Cruz. Joy Wilkinson. Julie Wilkinson. Kyle Arp. Kyle Nanke. Benjamin Schmitz. Matthew Byford. Wyatt O'Harver. Candidates for Bachelor of Science in the School of Education, please rise.
David Garrick. Austin Gunther. Mariah Todd. Caitlin Thompson. Carriana Jaquith. Evan Rasmussen. Sarah Bagan. Faith Ceased. Vanessa Gibbs. Kristen Mueller. Michaela Collins. Laura Little. Jasmine Rodriguez. Haley Hendricks. James Gwynn. Angela Wilson. Carolyn Peters. Rebecca Bosey. Madison Medina. Natalie Lafort. Emily Falk. Heidi Tate. Holly Epperson. Catherine Butler. Susanna Chediak. Sarah Milam. Nathan Crane. Will the School of Nursing candidates for the Bachelor of Science in Nursing please rise? Claire Hansel. Lydia Smith. 
Madeline Brick. Allison Hernandez. Madeline Hansel. Miranda Bishop. Lauren Curry. Andrea Breen. Kevin Burns. Carissa Alberts. Well, the candidates for the degree of Bachelor of Science in Interdisciplinary Studies please rise. Karina Regiles, Ryan Hempel, Cassandra Barnes, Aaron Yancey, David Alexander. Harris Smith, Alexis Buckles, Alexis Sponable, Carissa Nelson, Victoria Graham. Jennifer Ray. Jamie Crooks. Jennifer Oman. Elaine Lauer. Phoebe Alexander. Lawrence Archambo, Candidates will now be introduced who have completed all the requirements and have been approved to receive the Master of Organizational Leadership, 
Master of Arts in Teaching or Master of Education? Upon the recommendation of the faculty and by virtue of the authority vested in the Board of Trustees by the State of Wisconsin, I present these candidates the degree of Master of Organizational Leadership, Master of Arts in Teaching, or Master of Education in Teaching and Learning. Will the candidates for the degree of Master of Organizational Leadership please rise? James Cruz. Alyssa Wright. Scott Henderson. privilege of honoring MBU's first graduates to receive the Master of Arts in Teaching. Will the candidates please rise. Jessica Brown. Melanie Wiesner. candidates for the degree of Master of Education, please rise. Leah Listina. Angela McKinney. Rebecca Hanks. Susanna Chediak. Rebecca Fruin. Paul Demetatis. 
Catherine Baroud. At this time, I would like to recognize Mark Herbster, Dean of Maranatha Baptist Seminary. At this time, it is my privilege to present the candidates of Maranatha Baptist Seminary who have completed all of the requirements and been approved to receive the degree of Master of Arts, Master of Divinity, or Doctor of Ministry. Upon the recommendation of the faculty and by virtue of the authority vested in the Board of Trustees by the State of Wisconsin, I present these candidates the degree of Master of Arts, Master of Divinity, or Doctor of Ministry. Will the candidates for the degree of Master of Arts please rise? Kenneth Butler. Alex Boyle. Joshua Bunger. Joel Smith. We need to interrupt this broadcast for another special award. Uh, Joel Smith is, he's, he's the one, 6,000th graduate of Maranatha Baptist University. We've awarded uh, approximately 6,400 degrees over the years, and that's significant because he already got one today and he's getting a second one, and that's how we get past 6,000 to 6,400. And so congratulations, sir, as a 6,000th graduate. It's money. Let's stand over. Hold this. Hold this right here. here we go. All right. Thank you. Stephen Wagner. Josiah Dennis. Kevin Rizma. Abigail Dillon. Rochelle Boyd. Chad Buman. Linda Peevely. Rebecca Brock. Lawrence Archambo. Peter Wright.
Madeline Hansel. Will the candidates for the degree of Master of Divinity please rise? Zachary Brungard. Matthew Zajac. Will the candidates for Doctor of Ministry please rise? James Borugi. Edward Kuhar. Aaron Rohde. If you'll bring me the citation, we have one honorary doctorate to confer today, and uh, we didn't confer with the recipient, so I hope you'll accept it. Uh, I'd like Dr. Jones to come forward. Those of you that were here last night, you got to hear him bring the message, and I gave a little bio rundown of his accomplishments, being an author and uh, leading Maranatha Baptist Bible Institute, the whole program, as well as uh, writing a great deal, most of the curriculum, in fact, 12 different courses. And he has been a blessing and a godsend to Maranatha. And so Milton Jones, for exemplary testimony 
as a Christian and a servant of our Lord Jesus Christ, for being a faithful husband, father, grandfather, and godly leader in the home, for being a true servant leader and promoter of ministry through the local church, for dedicated, consistent, loving ministry as a fundamental Baptist pastor, for faithful devotion, study, and exposition of the Word of God, for dedication to the cause of Christian education, for being a longtime student and lover of good books, for impacting countless souls for the cause of Christ by graciously sharing God's whole counsel, for being sacrificial in the Christian life and in devotion to preparing Bible curriculum for the next generation through MBBI, and for deeply appreciated love, loyalty, promotion, and support of God's work through Maranatha Baptist University. Maranatha Baptist University is honored to bestow upon you the degree of Doctor of Divinity, and may the Lord's richest blessings accompany and sanctify the honor. And may I say that uh, this is jointly Dr. Davis and I. He's worked very closely with you on the development of the Institute, and uh, we see how God strategically placed you in this, in this role. He'll not be getting a hood today. He already has and earned one, but we'd like to confer this upon him. What? Thank you so much. God bless. Wait a minute. Yeah, there you go.
I'm going to give them a little time to get back to their seats, and we're going to have a prayer of dedication for the entire class. Uh, I might ask those that have received special awards today uh, if they would meet Dr. Davis, Mrs. Davis, my wife and I, at the gazebo for pictures. About 10 minutes after we are done, that'll begin. And I know everyone's going to try to catch them, but, you know, if we, we can get those that have gotten special awards up there, get the pictures, then uh, they can fly wherever they need to fly to, okay? And so it's been a blessing. I'd like to ask the class of 2021 to stand. And that's pray. Lord, we are thankful today for what we have heard, what we've witnessed. Lord, a lot of accomplishment in this room today. Thank you, Lord, for allowing these students to get to this place, this, to reach this milestone in their lives, in their education, and in their preparation for serving you. I pray, Lord, that you would direct them, direct their steps. May they in all their ways acknowledge you, Lord, so that you will do just that. I pray that you would protect them in all that they do. I pray that they would know you as their rock and fortress and hiding place. I pray, God, that they would seek you in the times of difficulty and know that you will sustain them. I pray that you would make them fruitful in every good work that they do. And I pray that you would open doors of service for them. Lord, we know you're the one that opens and no man can shut. And you're the man that shuts and no man can open. And so I pray, Father, they would seek you and find the open doors that you'd have for them. Lord, there are some here today that have, are married. Some have been married a while. And yet there are others, Lord, that are not. And maybe some that, Lord, you will lead never to be married. But we know, Father, that uh, the majority of those unmarried today will one day uh, be united with a husband or a wife. I pray that you would have them to select wisely. And I pray, Father, that uh, they might select wisely in your time. And that, Lord, after they say, I do, that they'll stay together as husband and wife for the glory of God in your service. I pray that they may be fervent in all that they do, fervent in spirit and fervent in their evangelism. As well, Lord, as I pray fearless as they hold to the word of God and as they stand up against the waywardness of the world, may they be great defenders of the faith. And Lord, I pray that all they do, they would walk in wisdom toward those that are on the outside, those that are unbelievers, and I pray that they would know your smile of approval in all that they do, regardless of whether the world applauds them or not. And I pray, God, that each of these would live for your glory and for your purpose. We ask this now in Jesus' name, amen. Those of you that are sitting and would like to stand up, please join us if you would do that. In just a moment, we're going to have the recessional. Some of you didn't realize that there were some nice padded seats in the back. And uh, we were offering those when you came in. Maybe you didn't hear that uh, for $20 a piece, but uh, <laughs> you wish you'd have had it now. I, I suggested maybe we should have an intermission in the, in the middle somewhere and sell those seats, okay? 
We know it's been a long day, and yet uh, this has not been the longest graduation. It's one of our shorter ones, actually, and how things have gone and, and been facilitated. Thank you for your cooperation. <clears throat> Almost flawless, let's just say it that way. And uh, we're, we're thankful that God is using these and that you've come uh, to celebrate with them. We're going to dismiss in just a moment. Once again, we want to say thank you so much for being with us today. Let's look to the Lord in prayer before we are dismissed. Father, we want to say thank you to you for your mercy, your grace, your incredible goodness to us here at Maranatha Baptist University. Thank you for these graduates. Lord, we pray for them. We pray that they will know your will, that it is good and acceptable and perfect. 
We pray, Lord, that they will access your power. We pray that they will walk humbly and holy with you. We ask for safety as we travel to our various destinations. And we pray that you might be honored and glorified in each and every one of our lives. And we'll thank you for that. We pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with us all. In Jesus' name, amen. You are dismissed. God bless you. Thank you.